0: The last one standing, two hands in the air. I'm a champion.
1: You'll be looking up at me when it's over. I live for the battle. I'm a soldier. Yeah, I'm a fighter like Rocky. Put your flag on your back like Ali.
0: Yeah, I'm the greatest. I'm stronger. Bet my dues can't lose. i my own. Ya.
1: Yeah. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Swizz. And thank you for joining us. It is heartbreak city here in the Supercoach Insider community. Heartbreak for me, heartbreak for Swizz coming all (laughs) the way up to Brisbane to watch his team lose on the Gold Coast. And it's a heartbreak for us too because Chris's team just keeps on winning. So nobody's happy up here uh, at all. Swizz, thank you for joining us. Uh, Chris is away having a meal, so he will not be with us tonight. And um, to be honest, let's face it, Chris's season is sliding down faster than Noble's career choices. So I can't. I'm not surprised, to be honest. Uh, you know, he's trying to eat his misery, and um, anyway, we'll get into that a little bit later on. But before I move on, SC Insider 100, the famous code, SC Insider 100. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. TikTok. Holy yes. shit! Uh I am I mock TikTok so much. I call it Tok Tok and every, and it really annoys people. Uh, I do it on purpose. I always call it Tok Tok. I'm like, oh what's Tok Tok? Oh I'm not on Tok Tok. Yeah. Or, I I call it Tic Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, and it, or I mock it. It's kind of like if um someone someone makes a Star Wars reference and I always say, sorry, I don't watch Star Trek. Yeah, or someone yeah. says something about Star Trek like Live Wrong and Prosper, and I'm like um <laughs> uh, I'm like, Oh sorry, I don't watch Star Wars. And it's so funny. I did it today somewhere. Someone I was wearing oh yesterday, I was wearing Harry Potter socks. Love the fancy socks. And um, this one guy was just like, oh, so like, oh, blah, 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 Like, oh, Harry Potter. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm wearing the socks. Good job. Good spot. And then uh, he made some like Jar Jar Binks reference. I was like, sorry, I don't watch Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> and he got so upset. Oh, brilliant. oh, it makes my day. It really does. Um, look, if you're into that, that's fine. SC Insider 100, find us on TikTok. Go on, on our social media, onto Twitter. I think we've shared it there as well. Go find it. What we're going to try and do, particularly, I guess, more next year and on our season review and looking at um, you know some of the preseason stuff, we're going to just have little snippets, little thirty seconds, sixty seconds stuff, and that's going to allow us as well if something happens, like someone gets COVID midweek or um, Parish was out, then we'll probably do little snippets of maybe just one of our ugly mugs getting on there saying, "Hey, this is what's happening and this is what we're thinking." So with Parish, we tweeted out as well. Basically, the easiest scenario was Jack Steele, and he didn't disappoint. He hasn't gone nuts yet, but. A um, little bit of a segue into this section, and we'll get into that. But Steele was one of the most uh, – he had the most 150-plus scores last year. So that's a good option, all right? And uh, we'll get into that a little bit. But SC of 100, you can also find us all on our social um, audio platforms as well, so Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, you name it, on the YouTube. Please do like, follow, subscribe. I think we're nearly at 1,500. I'm not sure if we've ticked it over. I might check during this podcast. But uh, thank you for all the love and support. Speaking of love and support, today – is also brought to you by multiple sponsorships. I'll start off first of all, splashvodka.com.au. Uh, I just got a nice little package from them today. Swiss Miss He was a few days late, unfortunately. And also one of our really big um, prominent sponsors as well. So support for Supercoach Insider is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Over 5 million men worldwide trust in Manscaped. You also have this code as well, SC Insider 100 You can go to manscaped.com and use that for 20% off, including free shipping. And that leads us into our next one. We all received our latest package from Manscaped. And I've got to tell you, like, now, the last package, all the men's grooming, which I use, I was like, okay, like, it's good. It's, you know, you trim your bits and everything's, like, nice and and trim and proper, and you kind of give it a look every sort of, you know, a few weeks, depending on how you feel. Whereas this stuff here, right? Um, sorry, the top's open. I was using it yesterday. Hmm. So I've got, you know, body wash, a two-in-one shampoo, conditioner, and there's, uh, what is it, the deodorant and then a hydrating body spray. So you've got the actual deodorant stick, uh, lip balm pack, and pretty much what it is, it's, it's all cologne-scented. Now, it's, it's made, it's vegan-friendly if you're into that kind of thing, uh, diet-free, gluten-free, carbon-free, alcohol-free, cruelty-free, but it smells good. Oh. Now, that was probably the thing that I was surprised about the most because normally when you have like a bit of soap or a bit of body wash, I'm like, oh, it's funny because I was thinking there, right? It's this manly smell, right? And I'm not a huge, like I like cologne and stuff like that, but I'm like, man, this is, it's like a, a nice manly kind of scent. And the same thing, the lip balm, I was like sick. It's like a uh, minty kind of, like a pepper, like a minty kind of flavor to it. The deodorant, man, i literally, I took one to work. It's in my work desk because I was like, hell yeah, because... It's just, I am honestly very, very impressed. The 2 and one so I washed my hair with it last night. I had the body wash. Um, I walked out and the missus actually didn't even know she came off a 12-hour shift. And She's like, you smell nice. And I'm like, oh my God, look at this. I'm getting attention from the missus. It always happens, but you know. <laughs> um, and here's the funny part, right? So it's 63.95 for all of it. So you get the shampoo conditioner, the body wash, the lip balm, the uh, hydrating uh, deodorant spray, and the actual deodorant roll-on. And it's 6395. Now they've actually dropped that price to 4499. And I just had a look. You can apply the discount code to that. So SC insider one hundred, and get it all with free shipping for $35.99, which Absolutely is basically lovely. like half price. It is. And we we're talking about this just before on the end. I was like, man, I would buy this again yeah. for all of that for like $35. I'm like, I'd probably spend more at Woolies trying to get something that smells half good. So seriously, like I'm a big you know, cologne or moisturiser or trying, you know, like obviously these good looks here, right? This takes a little bit of work and up doing. Um, so I'm more, I use the, the products, these these kinds of things in general. Uh, I've been tr- sort of still in the missus body washing that a little bit, but um, mate, now I've got my own stuff. And seriously, it is, I don't, this is a long raved review. No, mate, I like I'll, it. I'll,
0: I like it. Because I tell you what, my wife is, is absolutely wrapped because she's sick of me being 16-year-old lynx. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> So well, it's, it's usually it's, the easiest thing because yeah. I've always done it, just throws in the bag and whatever. But yeah, no, I agree with you. This is uh this is a bit of a game changer here. I don't,
1: I don't know what I was expecting because I opened it up and I was thinking like, Oh yeah, like body wash. Right. But then it's like cologne scented body wash where you actually smell nice after anyway. So completely blown away. Um, On the YouTube link, obviously I'll put it up there as well. If you do, if you are interested, also go check out the performance package. So we had the 4.0 package with their uh, deluxe lawnmower and the rest of it as well. So I had the, um, yeah, from my nose and all the deluxe. Was it the 4.0 performance package? It's got the lawnmower trimmer, so 4.0. So it's like four versions now. Um, yeah, crop reviver and the ball toner, mate. Literally. Um, and it's funny because you hear about it a lot. And this is a long winded, so I do apologise. This is what happens when I get fascinated about stuff. I go on a tangent when I start talking about gauge players, and we're gonna get into that because it is super annoying. Lucky fucking Neil. And the disappointment on not only for those who captain him, like myself, and I knew it was a bad idea, but I'm like, we're going to the game. He's got a good history against him. And I was like, you know, I'm going to watch my boy tail up and I'm just going to go out there, maybe chase some points, getting a little hungry, I agree. But I'm like, you know what, I'm going to the game. So what a good game to go to. And it breaks rule number one, Swizz, don't captain someone on a Sunday. Yeah, Sunday it <laughs> is just the number one rule. rule.
0: And I was with you, and so was those gentlemen How? behind us who we got talking to. How good was that? We just oh, all, talking about to um But that was the whole thing. I'm like, I'm there with your, mate, your mates and you, Benny boy, and it's sitting there in the gab of men, members. Thank you for getting me up there. I was like, I want it to be a good day. I don't want to sit there and watch Neil get 180 and just be, you know, in a shitty mood, more of a shitty mood than I was in because of the, the, day before, the day before. We'll get into and I'm, like, and thing. I'm, in, I'm all in here, mate. It's going to be a great day. We're going to watch the Lions smack the Bombers around and deary me. Absolutely cool, <sighs> gold, absolutely tagged the crap <sighs> out of frigging Neil. He, he and the, gave up. And the worry he is now up. if you are a Neil owner, which is nearly everybody outside of my mate Abdul, um, every team has to go to Neil.
1: Hashtag second-ranked overall, Abdul. Yes,
0: and, and my boy my boy will be joining us at some point or me at some point in the next few days, so look out for that one as he uh, chases the 50K. We'll have a bit of a chat about that. But, yeah, that for everybody else that has Neil, um, I'm expecting the tag to come because he got tagged and did not want to be out there. And he he and did still, nothing. We, I got unlucky because he had the chance to win the game, but yeah, there's yeah. a few moments in there where he just, yeah, like a few, like you'd hope he came out and said, you yeah, know, I, I was falling, I was under the effects of the flu or something like that, because some of those lines, uh, they went oh, out there with the attitude mate. that it's just going to happen, and so, it did so not here's, happen.
1: Here's here's the thing. So they were they were missing experienced players in defense, and which I get, and there, there is an excuse there, but. Just whether it was the the strategy, the work ethic, or I don't know, because you see more live than you do on TV. But you know, Neil was sort of there, and he, he does well trying to push off and run through and be active through the stoppage. But then he would just he would push forward, and if the ball didn't go to him, he would literally stay twenty, thirty meters ahead, watch the ball, and he just kind of gave up to a point where he would run forward. And then Caldwell will go. Oh, the ball's gone to the right. Lockie Neal just keeps trotting the other way, and then Caldwell bursts through the front of a stoppage and gets a goal. It was so frustrating. And then what compounded all of this is the lack of attention that Zach Merrett got. He got zero attention. It was literally like, like you know, if only Co- you know, if only Brisbane actually knew how to you know stay one and a half meters away from people. They were spending twenty meters in clear air to the point where Mac- no one wanted him. McCluggage right. would see him. McCluggage would go, "Oh, yep, yeah, there he is." There's Zach Merritt. I'm going to push into the defensive line, and then he'd be there in the middle of the field. And even Swiss is there, like, "Oh, Zach Merritt's free," and he's just standing there in the middle of the field, waving his hands. No one's paying attention. They switch the ball. They switch the ball, and then there was another one. Robbo is like looking around, and go, "Oh, I should probably hop on Zach Merritt here in the set, in the stoppage out in the wing because no one wanted him at all all day." And and then all of a sudden it goes forward. Zach Merritt starts to push on. Robbo just kind of looks at him and goes, oh, yeah, that's someone else's problem. And Merritt worked from the wing into basically the middle of the field. And then he ran sideways to the 50 on the arc, gets the ball, kicks it to the top of the square, mark and goal. It was the most frustrating I've been in a long time. Harris Andrews and Rich are understated. The Lions weren't handballing it back to a good user because there was no good user. They just started bombing the ball and doing dumb shit. They did dumb stuff so much. And the fact that we nearly won instead of losing by 40, I had my head in my hands more time than I cared to remember. I felt like I was praying. I swear to God, like I was that, just bad. And speaking of bad, swears, what do you think about that last sort of uh, two minutes of Richmond falling over Mate, the well, line? You travelled up? I
0: was going to quickly just mention about the Lions. Like I've never seen a team take literally stand away 1.5 meters from your uh your opponent like they they must have got the messages crossed through the week and going no no it's game day now you are allowed to stand near people um and it, the good thing was for us Zach, Zach Merritt owners um the 147 to follow the 140 like fantastic only eight percent of teams as well so and he does have a bit of a soft run home it's just flying Zachy Merritt so you wouldn't think uh, Surely somebody will go stand next to him this week in the Suns. Um, the, the big take I kept saying to you was with Lucky Neil captain, um, you, you see those other captains like Steele and Tuke Miller. Once they're getting tagged, they go, okay, I need to play defensive. So they'll go stand on someone, lay tackles, lay pressure, body on people and do all the, the 1% of stuff um, that'll free up someone else. And he just had no interest in doing that at all. So that was my bitch to you on, the, on Sunday about the Lions
1: yeah mind you Neil did get burnt about five or six times that we saw he was yep. he was leading up and he was the only option they ignored the first option and kicked over his head to a two on one out you know outnumbered and they burnt him many times or they're in there uh, running through the middle of the field they could have easily handballed it off to neil who would have run into the 50 meter arc to have a shot and instead they kick it early and then kick it on the back of their opponent of their teammate so then, all of a sudden, the opposition's got best positioning. Hold him off, mark, intercept, mark. It's just yeah. Anyway, it was real bad. Yeah. Um, okay.
0: Now, on to so you mind. talk about you, Swiss, because I'm gonna mind. otherwise I'll rant all day, and I don't normally <laughs> rant, but I was
1: so upset. You go, well, you go.
0: So it was awesome hanging out with Ben and, and seeing Chris as well. But yeah, Benny and I spent a bit of time together up there. Um, what was the, the other highlights? You know, going out. Australia Zoo was good. That was that was a nice part of the trip. Um, poker was standard for me kings into queens and uh, losing to a flush so I thought that was going to be the you know the real down point of the weekend just my standard poker play get it in good and then lose and didn't even get to the river lost on the turn well then Saturday happened and standard Richmond 14 out of 16 times we've led at three-quarter time and it's like our team thinks well footy's just so easy we can start mucking around with the ball and showing off. And we saw that early in the year when, was it Bolton showed off to Dockerty, And uh, I thought Castagna, yep. that was the whole moment there. Like he was just showing off. I'm going to run into an open goal, put the exclamation mark on. That's, I think, mentally how the boys play. They get up against every team. They think, oh, well, this is just so easy. Switch off. And you can't switch off in any game of footy. Uh, and that's not trying to out, like, overplay like Richmond and that, and saying, "Oh, you know, we're we're just that good, or whatever." But fourteen out of sixteen times, we've let it three quarter time. Like,
1: it, well, I think it's so easy. Jade yeah, Short's yeah. like, "I'm just going to slap yeah. this ball and, out of your hand." And, and
0: that's the other thing; it's the ill discipline. Like, t- good teams, good leadership doesn't let that happen, and, it, and it's standard there for our club to go. We're sort of better than everyone else. We can get away with everyone else. If we don't get away with it, we soak up instead of somebody going, no, nah, this is how we're going to play. This is what we're going to do." And, yeah, it showed, like, teams get momentum. Like, it's so easy in footy now with that six 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 rule that you get a bit of a couple of goals up. You look at the Pies to North on the weekend, um, the Pies that happened to them about, what, six weeks ago to Geelong. You know, good teams. And, and it doesn't even have to be good teams these, these days. Teams will get mo- on a run. They, get, they start, you know, getting that energy up. And any team can put three, four, five goals on, you know, in 10 minutes. And that's exactly what happened. Like, Richmond, you know, Castania mucks up that moment, and and it's not him alone. I know he's been attacked and singled out, but mucks up that moment. The Suns then have that little bit of belief. We give away a couple of stupid free kicks and a 50. Rally kicks that goal, and all of a sudden the Suns and Miller think, oh, well, we can win this. And Noah Anderson, like that guy, I was saying to Ben, I've got a list – um benny myself the other benny the, the future so kind of, watch uh, list let's let's run through that list quickly that. yeah so chad warner's been on that i think the guy's a superstar i think it was, was it ldu was mentioned purple damien barrett was talking about him he could be a future brown low medalist and yeah he's got all the skills because he's a goal kicker he, he could be in that conversation in a few years uh warner, warner?
1: Okay, sorry, I threw yeah. LDU in, then you yeah, kept yeah. talking. So, Warner, so
0: I, was like, right. um, I love LDU. It'd be interesting to see how the new coach and how that all yeah. plays out. Um, and Cunnington he, coming back in. Yeah, so that, that'll be interesting. Noah Anderson, for sure. Like, compared to the attention Rail gets, Noah Anderson is so underrated, and he was a number two pick. He's got an inside and an outside game. Yeah, pretty goals, much. Um, and if the Suns are going to keep winning, he's going to keep getting more and more points. He doesn't have, he's doesn't. he got a really good um floor, and yeah, he's got the ability to go big as well. So um, yeah, and we're we'll talking we're
1: relating him to Walsh even a little bit, where yeah. you can inside outside that kind of class and polish. Whereas Rao's the pit bull, yeah. Now he's kind of like a, a Crips or or someone like you. You know, can get a lot of contested ball, and I still think Rao will improve over the years and and develop more of an outside game. Um, because I still think he's still a good user, but at the moment he's very one dimensional. Whereas Noah's inside outside and quite clean. And the funny part is I've seen him butcher quite a few kicks, and I, I still think he's at quite a good user for a guy who's only like in his a few years in, uh, but I still remember preseason game him literally kicking around his body underneath someone's arm and and nailing someone 40 meters away on a lead. I still think he is definitely um, unreal. Uh, If
0: the Suns keep their, like all their lists together for next year and Ben King comes back and um, I I told Benny that story, I was in line to get get a hot dog at halftime and Ben King walked through the line right in front of me. And um, like, I swear, nobody else noticed that it was him. He's only two hundred and two centimeters walking through the the chip line at halftime, and and I would think every head would turn, but not up there in the Gold Coast. <laughs> you know, Benny King just walks around doing whatever he wants. Um, hey, that's why some but,
1: people like it up here, like yeah, Danaher or right. whatever. Have you the, even these big players? People probably just look at them, and go, "Oh, maybe they're a basketball player or something." Yeah, something it's, like that that I, guy's. I think that's why people. Beast. I think that's why people like it up here because you can actually live your life, you can train, you can play footy, you can still be a professional athlete. Walk away from the club and you're not getting bombarded or hass you know, hassled or harassed, even though we like to say hi or take photos, but I can imagine it'd be quite exhausting for some people because you can never fully switch off. Um, yeah, so anyway, I don't mind that. Now Yeah,
0: so that that's enough about like us. Like, I still think we should make the eight, but then North Melbourne have changed coaches and we know what that that means. So Oh, noble today. Like, <laughs> it, like gamble responsibly, but if you are a betting person. Maybe throw something on North Melbourne this week because it just happens every time. Oh, like I'm real, I've them. gone from wow, this is a percentage. Even if there was a to, fire. Oh, uh, now here we go. We're going to bloody lose to North Melbourne. Mate, they are
1: in disarray, and I feel bad that Noble's got stuck with it because oh, yeah. you, you draft you drafted yeah, maybe not great, but then you look at the people they sort of got in. Polek injured and being horrible playing seconds or injured. Right, Cunnington's out, so that hurts them a big time for that experience and leadership. Then you've got Stevenson in on on was it a four d- four year deal, second year in? basically not being AFL relevant. Um, Taron Thomas having a horrible year. Then you look at, um, was it Will? Um, Will hey? Phillips? No, Will Phillips injured all year. So you, you know? he had um, uh, glandular fever mm-hmm. and then I think injury or glandular fever, they wrote him off. Um, Powell's been sort of in and out of the team a little bit. So it's like, where's this, you know, considering that um, you know Noble was meant to be like a development sort of coach that was meant to come in and develop these people. Where is the development? They just and, and I put that a lot on the players as well, almost like oh I'm getting paid, I'm I'm getting a paycheck. Like Taron Thomas was mocking someone online saying I still earn hmm. more money than you, uh, than you'll ever earn in a lifetime. It's like well yeah, that's one thing, mate, but you're kind of taking the piss on people that have actually put their necks out or put their time and invested in you to not even repay it forward. And it's easy to say that from the outside in, but you kind of look at you know Collingwood now. It also annoys me with Collingwood because you know I I don't think Buckley gets enough credit. To be honest, it's all about the new coach. But you look at, okay, well, McCreary, another year in the system, and he's absolutely outstanding. So, yes, I understand new system, new coach can definitely play a factor into that. Ginovan as well, last year a so new player coming through. So, second year, better for the run. They recruited well. Um, yeah, they went and got uh, from the Bulldogs. Um, old mate from the Bulldogs? What's his name? Bloody – come on, Swizz.
0: Right.
1: Lipinski. <laughs> Lepin- oh, yeah, Help yeah, me Lepinski, out, mate. Yeah, he- yeah, yeah. That's all you're there. You're there to look good and, and to support me. No, that's, right. Um, that's right. Yeah, well, but you you, know, you get in Lipinski and, and a few of these other sorts of cogs and you get in the number one draft – well, number one draft pick um, and all of a sudden things start to turn. So I, I well, still think
0: I, – I agree yeah. with you and I think that's – like it always gets downplayed like the work that the previous coach does and I know we're here to talk super coach, but on a footy sense um, – oh, Super
1: think, coach will be 20 minutes. Yeah, that.
0: that's right. I think uh, a lot of people <laughs> – um, forget also, it's not just the coach. I know um, one. Uh, Darcy Moore was talking about it about the assistant coaches around you, and we all saw that with Clarkson. Um, he was a um, yeah you know, a great coach, but he had some amazing assistants around him and development coaches as
1: well. That's Who did he what have? McCre- Sim- uh, Simpson from West Coast. He had Hardwick. He yeah, had him, uh,
0: Fagan was in there in the uh, development who's role. Who's the guy that's at Befferidge. Carlton
1: now? That got sacked. Who got sacked at Carlton? What was his name? Bolton. Bolton. And he had Beveridge uh, yeah. as well,
0: I think. So, like, and Stewie Jew was there as
1: well, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, so, yeah, like, man, what a, what a lineup. so
0: McCray's got. Um, I think, well, I know he's got uh, Justin Lepage, who's you know been around and you know coached and has done a lot of work at Richmond as well. I think, I oh, know Ashley Hanson went to um Carlton, and there was, there was a bit of discussion about that with Beveridge, how Beveridge has lost two of his best assistant coaches um this year. So, I, I think it gets downplayed the work that the assistants do and how much of an effect that has, not just on yeah. the current group, but the the development of some of these players. So it's not, I think, not just about North getting the right coach in, but getting the best uh, assistant coaches around them.
1: I reckon that'd be hard too. you're the one that's steering the ship, but you need to micromanage, like you're looking at the bigger picture on like, you know, game plan. And this is what we're trying to get out of each department. And then you're kind of handing off the bat in a lot of aspects to these coaches and trusting them to actually follow through that message and to be on the same page so that way there's continuity across each of the departments and each of the areas. So I'm with you as well. I think there's, it's a hard job because you're the face of it, but then you need to have trust in everyone else that's actually following the same systems and, and making sure everything runs properly. So that's a good little 20 minute footy chat and a little bit of sponsorship and a little bit of uh, us being upset. But the big issue is Clayton Oliver. Now, Absolutely painful. He apparently is still trying to push and play this week. I, they basically ruled him out without ruling him out because I think they do play fairly late. Um, I'm not sure how you can have surgery and play, was it nine days later or 10 yeah. days later?
0: Well, they're playing up in the territory and it's against Port Adelaide. No disrespect to Port, but Melbourne without Oliver should still handle Port this week. And like, like the only thing he's playing for is to keep this streak alive that he's got going where he just doesn't miss games.
1: And like, that he's probably favorite for Brownlow is yeah,
0: the other well, thing. Well, but missing one week, well, you never know. It could be the difference, but like, wouldn't it be better to take the week off, rest it up, and then come back after having that week off to refresh? And, and you know, they've got some massive games on the run homes the days.
1: Yeah. Now, here's the contentious issue. The number one super coach scorer as far as total points and average, and I'm considering trading him out if he misses. And the reason why, and this is the only... Now, if you're playing for leagues, I don't recommend this at all, right? Because <laughs> you go into a matchup in the finals and 100% you're going up against Clary, who's also a good captaincy option, which is why it's quite contentious. But if you go from Clary to Steel, as far as an overall picture, if you have trades up your sleeve or or you could do something with the money, then this is why it's a, a decent enough think. Um, you could bank $100. 170,000, I think it is, to go from Clary to Steele. Now, Steele, I think, is starting to hit his straps a little bit. He's consistent enough going around that 110 at the moment. But again, we're talking about Steele, who's, I think, 550,000, just shy of. He had the most 150 plus scores last year. The back end of last year, he started absolutely going massive and going ham. Now, it's it's interesting because I think Steele could probably go 115 to 120 in the back end of the year. The Ds have a very hard final run where they play up against a lot of good opponents. I don't think Clary's going to be tailing up like he did against Adelaide against these good opponents that actually know and appreciate how good he is. So I think Clary probably averages you 120 to 125. So I think there's only a a 10 sort of point swing possibly. Um, And if you could do something with that money and, and upgrade a Hobbs, who's you know, $330,000 or whatever, if you can go from him to like a Pelly or you could go from him to a Bailey Smith and then loophole Heaney and have cover with Heaney or someone else or Butters, then all of a sudden you're, you're picking up Bailey Smith, maybe getting 10 to 15 points more per game than that person, plus also having a loophole which might gain you more points every other week. Plus, if you miss it, a one-week or two-week injury, you can then use that premium. Then it becomes very, very valuable and worthwhile. Uh, So this is the main thing we want to talk to today is about, at the moment, a lot of people are looking at loopholes and should I burn my last couple of trades? Should I burn my last couple of trades and get a loophole? Now, number one, it sort of depends on where you're positioned, how much you are um, willing to spend, as in how many trades do you have and who are you looking at getting? Because in our footy chat today, someone was talking about using their last two trades. That's it, done, finito for cover in Stephen May. And I'm like, why? Why would you want to spend all of your trades to cover defense, maybe midfield, when if you have an injury, you could then get another premium better than May? You know what I mean? When, you have, when you're down to your last two or three, things get a little bit more funny because there's no point having cover if you can't trade a premium. Swizz, what do you think on this? I think it's a very, was, very tough.
0: I think that was Alex. Um, yeah, don't, I was going to name drop poor yeah, I'm Alex. Gonna name, I'm going to name drop him. But I think May, the only thing to him, May, he's already got the forward mid cover. So that's him going all in saying, I'm just going to use my bench cover for the rest of the year. Now,
1: as for you two said, trades, it, com-
0: it comes yeah. down to you where you are let's talk about leagues first if you've got like me and you're in leagues where there's four divisions 10 divisions whatever and there's relegation up and you're in that bottom four and that you have to trade over because you've got to save yourself from getting relegated so that's the first thing there and then if you can use that money if you've got two trades left beautiful do that if you're somebody who has more than six trades and there is i think fifth overall has something like nine or ten trades left something stupid well that's you've crazy. got it so easy where you would be trading Oliver and then using that cash. Or even if keeping... you're fifth over,
1: fifth overall, you could use many trades and get yeah, so that's right. much. And do
0: that. Or even if you keep that cash and then try to upgrade one of your other players when Oliver comes back in um or brings Stewart in, that that's a great position to be in. So if you've got more than six trades.
1: That person wins. That person wins. They have have to get aggressive now. They have to win.
0: If you're a league player and you're sitting ninth, 10th, or 11th on your ladder, or even 8th spot and you're holding on to that top um, 8 for finals, well, then you've got no choice once again. Even if you'll cover, because you have to actually have a look at your matchup and may, because if you don't, and your loophole player maybe comes out and scores 90 and that costs you a league matchup. um, And the good thing you'll know is Oliver plays on the Sunday. So you'll know if how you're going in your league matchup. And you've got Essendon and the Suns playing after that. So if you look like losing your league matchup and you're in 8th or ninth, 10th spot, you could go Oliver down to Zachy Merritt or something like that, um, which will net your cash if you've got trades um, and get you that league win. And then you can reset for your finals. So... <laughs>
1: Yeah, because finals is next week, isn't it? Around nineteen. Uh, yeah,
0: depending on what sort of league you're in, but um, yeah, 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 I think nineteen it's in, or twenty generally. Yeah, so because some teams people are playing in twenty team and ten team and that, so it's all depends on. But I'm just running through some scenarios here. Depending on where you are in the league, those are the situations you need to trade. If you're in a situation where you play a league and you're top four, you're looking set up there, and you've got even if it's you know a rookie cover, well you can afford to hold on to Clary. Because for you, it, it's making no difference. You can you'd rather Oliver in your finals matchups, so that's a position. So all those league positions comes, uh, you know, scenarios comes down to what position you're in. Overall, then that's a different story because as we were talking before, someone like Ben, if you, how many trades you got left, Benny Boy.
1: Uh, three, Three. but it depends. I might, I might be burning two of them this week to kind of, at least
0: you've still got that one, like you'd in a perfect world, you'd rather more. I'm in the same position. I've got three, so I'm not looking at trading Clary. I'm trying to trade in cover. Um, so Goldstein coming in for me would cover, mean I could, um, cover all lines, um, with my bench spot, um, with Himmelberg, um, picking up defensive, um, status. So it gives me the option this week for Dunkley to cover Oliver, and then I just play you know Himmelberg and Cameron and all them on the on the forward line. Um, so if you're in that position, and I've seen a few people of that loophole, um, if you've got the ability to keep Clary, and you're banking a you know a Dunkley type, or whoever you're putting up there, a Parker or something like that, then that's fine too. Um, again, unless you are like unless you've got a chance to, I guess, finish in that top 10 and, and, and cash. And you get in that situation where your loophole player, hypothetically, let's just say it's Dunkley on the Friday night. So you already know how Dunkley goes. And let's say Dunkley came out and scored another 60. And let's say you're sitting 20th overall. Mm-hmm. Then um, you might be like, well, this could really cost me some ranking points. Then again, you might then go, okay, I'm trading all of her out. I'm going the Merit. I'm going the Took. I'm going whoever ha- is playing after that. Um, So it's so dependent on where you're at. And for you, Benny, who's ranked around the 200 mark, yeah, I don't mind it because those people who are going to hold, you're going to hope that people above you hold Oliver, their loophole player doesn't go so well and you might have to catch up 50, 100 points on that person and you might find yourself back inside like the top 150, even the top 100.
1: I could tell you who, you who I'm also considering getting rid of, which is probably another hot topic Patrick Cripps can get out of my side. He's basically losing me my bet with Chris against Mm -hmm. Hewitt because Mm -hmm. Hewitt just keeps popping out good 110 to 120s. And and literally, Cripps has only got two 100 scores in his last eight games. He is sliding. He's gone from averaging 125.6 down to 109.6 over eight rounds. Right. It is very disappointing. He has not turned up in his last four um, to the point where I'm actually considering even keeping Clary because, again, VC and C could make a big difference as far as points overall. And steel against Crips, steel could end up getting me 20 points per game more over the last six rounds and getting me 120 points um, on top. Like it's so bad where if you have a loophole option, Hell, I've seen people going danger field and loopholing danger so they don't have to play Crips. Like it's, you know, if you have the trades and stuff available for leagues, any time you can have a loophole on the bench that kills it and goes 110 or something, Patrick Cripps get off the field. Mm. It's basically as simple as that. He is currently a liability because every matchup I'm going in with Patrick Cripps and they don't have him, I'm kind of losing at the moment. And it's really frustrating. Where do you stand on Crips?
0: Yeah, mate, I, I agree. It has been so frustrating, and the annoying thing is with the loophole that the Blues don't play early in any of their games coming up. So in a perfect world, because I've got the extra, if hypothetically I had everyone available next week, I've got twenty three premiums. If Crips played early enough, I could have just chucked him on the bench, and then played my um you know my uh, my twenty third premium on field if he does stink it up again. So I think these are all the decisions where you're you're trying to bank on. Okay, what's going to get me that extra ten points, fifteen points a week? And in some of these matchups, if you're playing head to head, that's all it's taking for you to get the win. And the difference between like some of the rankings is is absolutely nothing. Like I think I looked at oh, it might be I think you and I are like a hundred points different, um, and we're we're about four or five hundred spots. So if we're talking about you know steel over crips could get you an extra 120 points over the last six weeks hypothetically if I did that I could catch you Benny and, and end up inside the top 200 like that's how close that is so yeah these are these are important decisions and I know people have flirted with this idea of Jack Crisp, with Jaden Short um, and those people who are in that really good position who have multiple trades up their sleeve or even a boost well. Why not? Like, why not just go bang yep. uh, and take the risk?
1: Yeah. Crisp, short, Patrick Cripps, and even Brody, to a certain extent, are currently liabilities. Um, the only good thing is that a lot of people do own them. Um, but, yeah, like that guy that has lots of trades, he could almost be trying to get someone else to loophole one of these players or just trading them out for those that are running hot because it's a long season, 23 rounds where or 22 games, and there are ips and flows. Now, on the plus side, I don't think Crips is playing that bad, right? He's just it's just not all coming together for him and it's impacting his scores. His role looks quite similar. You know what I mean? When they probably maybe he's just needing Pitney to come back. Maybe we have a look at that to see if there's any actually um, you know, relevance coming forward. Cripps could go well again soon, but again, when you talk about six out of eight rounds, it's it's a liability to hold because he's just kind of sinking away. Now I'm sure in the final series, I think Crips will sort of lift, and he might have another couple of good games in him, but again, consistently you speak, it's gonna possibly cost you points per game now, crisp and short are in the exact same boat um they're starting to wither away now if you, this is why trades are also quite it's beneficial because season. you can yeah, yeah, you can offload these players to someone who's actually going hot, you know when short and crisp are doing okay and they start to falter, then all of a sudden you jump ship if you've got trades and if you've done everything right, you might then be able to go, oh, I've got a luxury and I'll be able to bring in a Dawson or bring in a Sinclair and then get them on a heater. And then you just jump everybody like absolutely substantially. Um, Brody concerns me a little bit. He kicked like a couple goals, got the 88. Um, slow starts, so I think that kind of hurt him a little bit. Fife is playing a lot forward, didn't have any CBAs for the first half and then started to get involved a little bit more in the second half when they needed him. And that could become a little bit more relevant. Uh, I think Brody still spent a bit of time on the pine in the fourth quarter. So he concerns me a little bit. But again, it's at, at some point, w- when do you back these players in, though, Swiss? Because Crisp is still averaging 100. Short's still averaging 101.5. And Brody's still averaging 104.9. So do you just kind of back them in to possibly stay relevant for six rounds?
0: Well, it's even week to week. Like, you look at the draws this week and you think, well... Crisp against the Crows, there's no reason why playing in the guts there, he couldn't score well. Jaden Short versus North Melbourne. know yeah, that that's kind of no-brainer. Um Brody at home's been much better than Brody away, even though they're playing the Swannies, but that should still be a contested type game. You should ruck up some tackles there. Um so those three guys have definitely got the ability to go, well, you know, bounce back, score 110. And that and that's I think why everyone's sort of that, it's just that worried that oh, I go and trade these guys and what happens if they come out and score 110, 120, 130? and, yeah, and even Crips can't. because they're in, you know, Geelong's a massive game for them. Now you would think Carlton Geelong, he's not going to score well, but does he, is he the one that goes, no, nah, we're going to, we're going to show these boys that we want to be top four. We deserve to be here. Follow me lads. And he goes big this week. Yeah, And, and think, his ceiling is still so the, big that he could problem. hurt and you on any week. And that's in the back of the mind where yeah. somebody out there is going to go, no, I'm going to pull the trigger. I'm going to, you know, and then they don't go as well or they continue to go as they've been doing. And you jump on your steal, you jump on your somebody else um, or one of those players that we, we're hot. And all of a sudden you're 30 points up on everyone else and congratulations to you.
1: Yeah. For every success story, there's always a failure. That's That's for sure. You hear the good ones. Someone, someone jumps on someone and they start going big and they're like, yeah, look how good I am. And then there are other ones, plenty of stories where they jump on someone, uh, the whole Jackson scenario then misses a week. You know, there's plenty of, uh, either side, no matter which way I quite. I like the people that just sort of back themselves in and make the trade and just cut it. And there's been a couple of times I sort of wish I pulled the trigger okay, no, and just left you. left left my team as is. Don't change it and kind of go, oh, but maybe I could be conservative. Just, you know, make that decision. Um, quick shout out as well to the person on YouTube who commented, I'm having a little bit of the Hibiki because he tried to recommend the Suntory Whiskey Japanese Hibiki. It's very expensive. Hmm. I probably shouldn't be drinking this on the bloody you Tuesday night. did pull that out
0: night. while I was there, mate. Um
1: hey, I told you you had free reign of everything in this house except for my wife <laughs> so and the baby, but um, no Habiki, it's like two hundred and ten dollars a bottle, maybe I got it on special for a hundred and fifty, so if you can find it on special, it's very clean, very tasty, very delicious uh I got it for about a hundred and fifty five I think, so I bought two bottles <laughs> one <laughs> one to open and one to kind of keep so yeah, well,
0: um nice. um and that's why for me. Now I'll have to wait and see, kind of what how North Melbourne are named, to see if Lee Adams pulls any big changes. But I'm very big on Goldstein. If I could afford Darcy, I probably would have gone there. Um, But I'm only just slightly short of that. But still, I don't mind Goldie. He's playing for his career, Um, and depending on what he wants to do next year, because I think he's keen to go on. Um, but he wants to be a one club player, but does that fit into North Melbourne's plans long term? Probably not. Where we know Geelong keep coming for him, um, and you know he's got that ceiling, especially with um, Cherry out for the rest of the year, and Coleman Jones isn't going to be soul rucking. So yeah, with the fact that they've got the Tigers this week, Coleman Jones Tigers, could get dropped. He is that so? bad. Who? Coleman Jones could get oh, dropped. Oh, well, and that's it. And um, he's that bad. And so more, bad. and and. Richmond don't have a ruck this week because Nank, Soldo have both gone down. Samson Ryan is probably the biggest chance to get up. Um, and I think Samson Ryan's one game in Supercoach was minus two or minus one. Correct me if I'm wrong out there. But I, I know he scored negative in his only game of, of footy. Um, so I like the... You, you, of... know
1: why, you know why he doesn't get a game? Oh, here we go. Well, he's got two first names, yeah, man. No well, one trusts right, a guy with two first right. names. You can't trust a guy with first, two first names. Can't, yeah. can't so talk.
0: I expect... You know, new coach North impress Goldie could come out vice cap. I'm actually want to bring him in and vice captain him. Um, so yeah, there's options like that where people who are thinking going like say it's Hobbs and Weir for example, one up one down. Especially if you're one of the guys that jumped on Himmelberg, you could go Weir down to 102k defensive forward, um, and then bank that cash, which is about that'd be about close to 200 thousand. And Himmelberg then becomes a loophole player. And then you could use a 200k to upgrade Hobbs. And then, as you said, it could be a Darcy, it could be a Bailey Smith, a Goldie, you know, Jack Steele, but that kind of might not work out for your loophole unless you've got Bont playing in your midfield at the moment. So there's a, but there's a few options there for people who have some trades left to, um, yeah, sort of maximize that uh, loophole player. Oh, no way. And Ben's shocked about something.
1: I've just figured it out. Why would,
0: I go, figured mate, it
1: out. Why, why would I go Clary down to Steele yep. and not be able to afford Pelly, so kind of have to go for a poor man's Pelly in Bailey Smith yeah. Yep, when I can literally go where down to Burgoyne and Hobbs to Pelly
0: And then you keep Clary anyway.
1: Keep Clary. That's now I've got Bont and Pelly go. can play for Clary this week. See you later, Clary. Get out of my side. Bont is there. Yeah. And uh, I mean, obviously I have to play Heaney this week in Perth, which I think is a big liability. Going to Perth where they have a good defensive structure with pressure. Heaney's going to suck so bad. Um, there you go. Look, I'm happy. Swiss, there you go. My team's fixed.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, there's plenty of options there to have a look at um, with those sort of guys. So, yeah, Weir, Hobbs are the main two um, unfortunately Rosas was the one that really cost me cause that's what I was expecting Get Darcy or even I was going to bring in Gorn as my ruck and then Darcy Cameron was going forward and then I watched Rosas get minus eight and then get subbed off of that. So he cost, he dropped about 45 K that was definitely not in my plans, but that's yeah, footy and that was the story of my Saturday night.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. It's, um, I, I don't I man, didn't think
0: that Saturday night you know, could have got actually any worse if I tried.
1: Right. Oh, meanwhile, you, just, you remember how you spoke about the valley and how you sort of walked through there oh, yeah. and it was pretty shady and the rest of it? Uh, apparently, oh, so, apparently. Shout out some, to all our
0: friends in the valley. Yeah, go on.
1: Oh, no, there was an incident Saturday night where someone lost their life. So I was like, that's what Maybe I told you it was like a um, a low-level King's Cross or yeah. like King's Cross is now shut down. Yeah, it's pretty shady. But, yeah, 4 my mate, in the morning. Mate
0: Sam who was up there, he was watching the Wallabies. I'm lucky I went to sleep and that because he messaged me about two a.m. and said, oh, "Do I want to go out to the valley?" And I was actually I was in that sort of mood. I was so tempted to go out as well. So it could be me. Live, live a little, Swiss. Live a little mate.
1: I uh, no, but basically the valley. It's like eleven eleven p.m. until about four a.m. That's pretty yeah, much where it kicks off. That's where I was going. Uh, nothing, nothing, nothing good happens after three three a.m. I got <laughs> a kid. It, I'm it, too tired it, for that, mate. It, it, it,
0: and Cheering wrote a song about that.
1: I can't even think of an insurance song, mate. So there you go. Um, okay. Captains and VCs this week. Where are you thinking?
0: Well, if I bring Goldie in, I'm VCing him. They give us stuff. and They're playing Richmond with no ruck. Oh, um, the, the Friday night games, the obvious, if you have owned one of the doggies, uh, McRae, Bond or Jack Steele, because most people, their loophole players will probably play early. Uh McRae's
1: been disappointing though. He uh, has like, been. Cause it may, maybe when Bailey Smith comes in, he gets more attention, and McRae can just do his thing. But Probably. when you have a look at, as far as a VC option, he he has one. I guess one twenty three maybe, but he's got one score that's over one hundred and fifty five in his last eight rounds.
0: But do the, is this the week for the dogs? They go okay. Richmond lost. We're still a chance for the eight. This is a much must win game for both sides. That, Very so. much
1: so. Who's your money on in this one? Dogs yeah. or Saints? I
0: I really want to back the Dogs. I feel like every time i back against the Saints, this is the game they kind of win, but I still want back the Doggies. I, the I'm, big, I'm always a fan of the Dogs. They the suck dogs me I in, think
1: like, Bailey, Smith, Bailey Smith comes in. And he, I think he helps him out. I think the Dogs will win because I think they're also trying to bring in uh, Bruce as well. Um, so that's going to be huge for them because then you've got um, – a much better forward line. Bonzopelli could probably then even go through the midfield a little bit more if Bruce comes back in. They don't need Bonz as that forward. Uh they're much stronger. You get Bailey Smith in, he creates that run and drive and he's not really one-dimensional as far as you know trying to get those contested balls and the rest of it he breaks lines, he takes things on. And not only that, I think he actually he has to come in and he has to make up for what he did. Because whether he likes it or not, those four games he was out, they've lost those quite comprehensively. He is basically contributing to the fact that they're not making finals. Indirectly, it's not all on him, but he definitely wasn't there to help out his team, and he could have made a big difference.
0: Yeah, and I and I generally just hate St Kilda, and that's um, and and I don't want to because I have a lot of St Kilda mates, but yeah, I, I saw a few people talking about that. But he, Cooper just needs to pull his head in because everyone's turning on St. Kilda because of the, some of the shit that he puts out there. So, yeah, that, that's probably my advice to him because I can't write it to him because I'm blocked like everyone else. So, um, yeah, so that's that game. You've got the crow's pies. Not, the Giants-Lions is an interesting one because surely Lockie Neal now gets tagged how are they going All with COVID? They're all in the bubble right now. So it can go one of two ways
1: because Neil got 164 against them last time, but it was at the Gabba. Yeah. Now away from home, the issue is as well, because these there's younger players, particularly in the defensive line, they're burning Lockie Neil. They're not using him. So it's, it's hard for me to kind of pick him even as a VC because he was good because there was a whole bunch of great people around him. Whereas when they're dump kicking it forward and ignoring him when he's leading or trying to actually create an option, I think is definitely a huge liability this week. It could go one of two ways. He'll get attention and there's still a plenty of COVID around and Brisbane are going to quite, you know, struggle. And, you know, or he could absolutely tear it up. And if he tears it up, there's still Brisbane players sort of missing. So there's more points to be sort of gone around. Um, I think GWS can also get stronger. When you sort of look at Hopper, it looks like he might be coming back in. He there's also quite a week, few yeah. people. Yeah, and then that's going to be an issue for Toronto, possibly. There goes some infield rotations like in green because Hopper's a pit bull. Um, so it's going to be really interesting what they sort of do there or what McVay does um, to try and mix the magnets and, and keep things relevant. For me, I'm kind of – I was thinking about, so, yeah, Lockie Neal as a VC just in case, and then going into sort of a Took. Yeah, that, um, this I think is the problem, just, he, he works too hard, I think, and Essendon probably won't be able to contain him. Um, I'm also Sun- considering Darcy. I don't know who Sydney's going to rock because laddam has got injured. Hickey, I think, is injured. Um, so I reckon Darcy could tail up at home um, whoever they get to rock.
0: Yeah, and that, that's what I was about to say. Like a lot of people who've got Brayshaw or Darcy might be leaning towards there. Like I think Tuchel, Zach Merritt nearly two of the biggest locks as captain, but I hate sun- the Sunday last game. Yeah. I just hate having my captain for the last game. That It's nothing worse. And the only time the good captain seems to go off on a Sunday last game is when my, my opponent have them. And I need them to have a shit game. And all of a sudden they score 150 and I, and I lose the match. So, yes, that's very interesting.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, Marvel Stadium. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I think fresh off a, off a good game. Uh, it's going to be interesting there. So, um, yeah, it's a tough one for captains and VCs this week. And I think a lot of people will be spread over that first game, whether it's Steele, whether it's McRae and just – and after last week, you know anyone – people are taking 123 or more. That's just that's just a given. Um, I don't mind Laird. I think he'll still rack up, but maybe not have the influence that he has been having recently. Uh, any Richmond player, I'd be pretty keen on there. I'm actually not even minding the Sicily VC into uh, Took either because West Coast forwards, I think Sicily's tailing up this week. It's at the MCG. There's so much room there. Um, I think there'll be pressure on the ball. I think... Hawks are definitely good for it. And I, I actually see Sicily going sort of 130 plus this week. Yeah. Uh, I can't disagree with that one. I even thought about him as a captain, to be honest. I'm like, that's so wrong having a defender as a captain. It's just, yeah, super, super awkward. Yeah. It's a, it's a um, kind of
0: weird week this week, just the way the, um the, the kind of the draw. It's it's not a bad week of footy. Um, no. a, and we're finding that week more and more now that, um, some of the games coming on the run home are actually some really good games. Well, should be some good games of footy. So yeah, it'll be interesting to kind of see that we we haven't got the uh, the kind of the one sided Well, the the two one siders, are uh, North Melbourne, Richmond, but new coach and Richmond don't really have that big super coach person. And uh, yeah, and Hawthorne West Coast. Well, outside as you said, Sicily, there's not that many big names. So um, no. it, yeah, it's a,
1: it's a except for a Dylan Moore, weird... your mate, Dylan Moore. Oh. Mate, how,
0: He's big was, big. how big was I on him three weeks ago? Didn't do that. And that's what you said I, about sometimes I you're laughed just going your to do it. Sometimes you're just going to pull the trigger, do the trade that you're thinking. And yeah, Dylan Moore moved to the midfield. Ugh.
1: I think you looked at it as a, 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 off their buy. Yeah. And you're trying to talk him up to me. Dylan Moore, 426000 Um, Yes, they play the Bulldogs and then they've got like GWS, Adelaide, West Coast, North, Saints, Gold Coast, Richmond, Dogs again. And you're trying to sell me on him. And I I feel bad because I kind of laughed in your face. And then he's gone 112-90, 135. He also had a lot of CBAs. I can't remember what it was exactly, but he had quite a lot of the CBAs. They started throwing him in the midfield as well. And then they play West Coast and North next. Like... I'm like, mate, you could do a lot worse than getting Dylan Moore right now. And it's funny to say. It. At
0: 426 as well, I was all over him. Yeah, wondering.
1: and he's Absolutely averaging 112 over three and 102 yeah. over five. Um, mate, and he's probably going to go up over those next two as well. So, look, I don't mind it as a shake. Um, look, it is what it is. It's <laughs> yeah. pick pick your poison. Look, I could Text still walk, do I think, it, signed on. but
0: I, I kind of want the ruck now. That's the problem. Like, I could still get on Dylan Moore, but –
1: yeah. Oh, no, Goldie, Goldie's a good shake.
0: Yeah, Goldie's – see, the... now that's the thing. I've missed Dylan Moore, and I'm looking at Goldie going, this is my guy. Now, I've had – anybody who's followed me for long enough knows I, Goldie seems to end up in my team on the run home every year, but he hasn't really let me down outside of a couple of games. But, yeah, the Tigers, Hawks, Bombers next three, um, yeah, I, I don't mind that so much. As a, um, even if a you look like, at
1: Gold Goldstein's recent history, so when um, – I think I'm not sure when he when he he was out Cherry, but I think it was from when Cherry went out. I was like, oh, Goldstein's not a bad option. I think you got DPP round six, so in round seven, I think Cherry was out. One twenty five, one forty two, one 88, eight, one twenty three. Like absolute heater. Ninety eight, one hundred four, one twenty. I think Cherry came back in. Maybe it was that one twenty game. He kicked some goals. I'm not sure. Fifty five stunk it up big time. I think Cherry did play
0: the fifty five game.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then and then Cherry wasn't he, uh Cherry was injured, and then all of a sudden back to one twenty. Yeah. Now, you know, and when you have a look, Richmond don't have the greatest ruck. Hawthorne have no don't ruck have the greatest <laughs> ruck. Yeah, exactly. And then Hawthorne, I guess what, McAv- uh, McAvoy and um, and whoever they have and, sort of yeah, gone through there. Reeves. Um, and then you've got Essendon. So they've got, what, one Dra- ruck who's not Draper. the most limble yeah, yeah, exactly. Draper. I mean, you know, um, the big O held him up last Absolutely week, kicked it. a couple of goals as well. Sydney, depending on, I think, Hickey, I don't know if he'll be back at that point, but Laddams and Hickey are currently injured. Adelaide, Riley O'Brien, there's rumours from was it AFL ratings yeah. who are the, probably the worst social media aspect ever. Oh, I'm blocked, so they must be the shittest <laughs> ever social media on Twitter. Um, and then Gold Coast. So that's probably a harder one to finish. But I still think the next sort of four rounds, I think, for Goldie is pretty good. New coach as well. I think they need some stability. And what more stability could you provide to an interim coach or a caretaker to throw their most experienced player in the ruck to give them some stability around the ground.
0: Yeah, that's my thinking on it anyway. So unless something changes with the teams, um, that's the way I really. And you know forward. he's going a hundred. Well, you know right. he's
1: going a hundred.
0: Exactly. And, that, and, so... as, and, and all he does is like it gives me the ability to loophole uh, and you know cover people, and I can swap easily swap Darcy Cameron there, put Goldie forward, and make him my loophole player if for whatever reason they weren't playing him in the ruck, but. Yeah, it gives me a lot of flexibility.
1: Bloody Darcy Cameron. Yeah, that's going to be another issue. I think um, Grundy could be playing this week, so if you have plenty of trades up your sleeve, I wouldn't burn the, the trade just yet because it almost sounds like a lot of the talk is, is as currently is that Grundy could be the second best thing. Uh, if Cameron's killing it, and it's funny listening to Buck, uh, Buck's talk about how you know they tried to get Grundy to play forward and it doesn't really work and they tried to get Cameron to play forward and it didn't really work. They're both number one rucks, and they try and force a, a forward option out of it. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see what they do. I'm more interested to see what they do in the offseason. I hate the media talk about it, but, you know, I think Cameron, he he's signed already, so now the pressure's on Grundy because they're paying him a lot. And not another, another club probably won't pick him up at the amount that they picked him up or for as long as they picked him up. So it's going to be really interesting to see um, – what they do in the off season. Cause I don't know how he can commit to, to DC and re-sign him, you know, unless he thinks he's going to, you know, especially when what Grundy's I, there I think for the people years.
0: are thinking that with Mason Cox retiring, um, you've got Grundy goes back in the midfield and then um, Darcy Cameron goes forward and he plays as that sort of David Hell option who then pinch hits in the ruck, maybe 25% of the time. A bit like what we try to do no. with Nank and Soldo. Um he's better
1: than twenty-five though. But he is. And,
0: and that that's the problem. Like and we and at the time on Grundy's side, and, and don't get me wrong, Grundy's the best ruck in the comp if he's fully fit. But so many cops talk about this. You can pick rucks up from literally anywhere and pay them three hundred thousand to do the job. Like, okay, the gun rucks are the gun rucks for a reason, but you know, you're still getting you like we talk about this even on draft day. Like you go down to the 10th ruck with the 12th ruck. Like those who have picked up Proust and Flynn, for example, let's just say you picked up Flynn in a draft at you. Um, well, I, th- I saw Proust going as like the 10th or the 12th ruck even later in some drafts. And then Flynn was like not getting even picked. So you could have picked up Proust in your draft at say the 10th or the 12th ruck, picked up Flynn at pick 22 and loophole them. And you still would have had a 100-point averaging ruck throughout the season in your drafts. Um, and that's no difference to AFL. If I, don't get,
1: if I don't get the top sort of three rucks, I'm yeah. out because uh, there's it, no point.
0: But we're talking about, yeah, the guy, the two guys who are ranked so far down the ruck order and from just even a footy perspective have held up um, and, and you know, done the job each week. So that's the hard thing for Collingwood because yes, Port Adelaide don't really have a lot of ruck like Lyce. It's obviously aging and Sam Hayes is young, but you know, they might still point it back in Hayes because, you know, he's had some time in the system. So if Port go out and get Grundy, well, they're, they're not going to pay his full salary unless it's a case of, here, can we have Grundy for round, you know, a third round pick or something and we'll take his salary on. Or it's a case of, well, here, Collingwood, here's your first round pick for him, but you're paying half his salary for the next four or five years. And the yeah, point is, like, well, we're paying Law and Grundy now to play against us and, and Adelaide aren't going there because they've got Raleigh-O unless Raleigh-O was to leave. And then they've got Kieran Strawn as their backup. So and and Struan's come in and shown that he can rock. So he's not going to Adelaide. And why would he want to go to leave Collingwood to go to Adelaide um, to play for go a team home. that's going to be in a bigger rebuild than what the Pies are? Ah, so yeah, they've kind of shot themselves in the foot with how they've uh, contracted them.
1: that will be interesting. Uh, I can't I wait. I, love, a... the like, I in, few, love
0: the off season. Like I think there'll be a few moves. I think there'll be a few off
1: season. Few moves this year. I think um, Gardner will be gone from Brisbane. Daniel um, next day. And I think Fullerton probably needs to step up a little bit. And yeah, coming from basketball, I think it took him a little bit to find his feet, but I think he really needs to step up. And uh, I think they'll try and replace and re-image Gardner or play smaller.
0: Well, that that's um, it. And I know we've gone into some footage chat now, but I think yeah, Colin would have big into McStay in Toronto, but they've got to offload to Goey and Grundy to make it happen. Because the problem with the Ooh, players, I, I think a, they
1: need to get rid of one. No, they need I think they have to probably
0: two, because yeah. you're gonna have all these young players like the Day-Cosses, um Henry, um, what's the other one you said before, the um, uh, the, um, the McCreary, you know all those. You know sort what,
1: Colin? Yeah, I guess those are sort of uh, explosive forwards, on a forward yeah,
0: sort of on k, whatever basement. Yeah, less. yeah, they're gonna be signing their first. You know what they contract. should
1: do? You know what, Colin, should do. Get rid of Degoe, get in Stringer, and you'll get a flog at half the price. Like They're they're, they're both similar types. They're both the explosive sort of mid-forward types that think they're better than they are. You know where Stringer's downfall was? It was when BT started calling him the package and he started to believe that he was all that and wrapped up in a bow. Literally, oh, so frustrated since then. Um, look, I think that's yeah, us. It. This is this is a little bit of footy chat. We just hit record and started doing this, going through a few different footy bits and pieces, including a. Normally, we finish at captains and VCs, but look, if you're a loyal listener and you just listen to us talk some shit for the last sort of twenty minutes. Let us know if you would enjoyed it, the, the Ben and Swizz show, the BS yeah. show, uh, always great.
0: Let us know if you want us to do something around the trade period or whatever, because I'm, I've actually had enough. Or oh, BBL, yeah, we're talking well, BBL. We've, we've, we're we are talking about the Big Bash again and actually doing it properly this time. So, yeah.
1: let us know if you're if you're in the BBL and the hard thing is is that they, there's short turnarounds on that, so it's almost well, like we need the to fixtures better this year. Oh, mate. Hopefully all of it's better with better international people. Um, but we are both, you know, big on the cricket. I sort of watch a bit of Foxtel and <laughs> the Aussies falling over. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah. So bad. Out for 150. Um, anyway, well, we're both avid sports lovers. Uh, I I love poker as well. Watch Worlds World Series of poker. Yeah. Love my poker. Don't play at the casino, though, Swizz, because I think it's bad for you. But um,
0: I, I yeah, don't normally, avid. mate. I've spent enough time in the casino. Uh, the old nah, usually Swiss on the other dealing. side of the table. But. Fun,
1: fun fact about Swizz, ladies and gentlemen, because I didn't know until I was like, "Hey, mate, come and meet me at the <laughs> pub." <laughs> I bought a jug of beer oh. because the line was ten minutes long. Swizz N-O rocks. Swizz sends me a message after I've already bought it, thinking I was being a nice guy, being a good host, a hostess of the most of Swizz coming up to Queensland, and he messaged me saying he doesn't drink beer, which. Shouldn't be a surprise because he's on here all the time having these weird concoctions. So I had to give a random half a jug of beer because I was driving. I could not do a jug on my own. I do not drink and drive. I want to be responsible. Now, uh, and then the other part, I'm sitting there going, mate, I'll cook dinner tonight. Don't worry, mate. We'll watch the footy. We'll do our podcast. I'll cook you up a feed. And I was like, I'll do a chicken parmy and a salad or whatever. And he goes, I don't eat chicken. So I'm zero for two. And I was like, what fucking good are you, Swizz? When you in, don't even have you can't have pots and, and palmy, you can't have chicken wings and beers. Literally, zero
0: for two. I, I popped into the doctor's yesterday and they were like, and she the, the this doctor I've never seen before. She's like, tell me about this non-chicken thing. But um my my good mate Stevie Cannon, he um he tells this story good because um he's he's the vice president of our cricket club, wanted to take me out for a thank you dinner, chicken shop. Pot and Palmer night. He was so pumped, and we got there, and it's was like, "Yeah, I don't drink beer or eat chicken, mate, but I'll have steak and bourbon." The, the absolute look on his face when I said I didn't eat chicken and drink beer, and that, and absolutely crushed him. But uh,
1: I can confirm, I can confirm, it's his only weakness, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I won't, oh, I won't look down years, on haven't. him anymore. But it was definitely off-putting. <laughs> I'm trying to be a nice guy, but <laughs> next you time I'll just like host, send. Mate. I'll I'll send an email in advance saying, is there any dietary requirements, Mr. Swizz? Um, It's all good. Yeah. I'm just a couple
0: of flack on that one now. But, yeah, I I, I cover it all the time. Absolutely all the time. You're right, mate. You're right. My mates think it's the funniest thing ever.
1: Poor Swizz has his flight cancelled, has to reschedule his flight, gets the last – an 8.30 p.m. flight out. So here we are. We watch the footy, finishes at about – what was it? About one. So about quarter to four. Now – I could be a nice – I was like, right, Matt, I'll drop you at the airport. So we didn't tee this up. I'm like, I can't just leave you stranded. I was like, right, come over, watch the footy, stay for a bit, cook your meal. That's what you do for general people and nice guys like Swiss. Now, I was like, I can't just leave you. I, I could drop you at the airport four and a half hours early, but that's not really cricket. That's not how we roll. So I was like, okay, so we went out and we went to this place called Felons in Brisbane. Awesome. Along, along the city, next to the, the bridge, they got these beanbags. It was a really romantic setting. Bean bags. Mm-hmm. a little QR code. And then we sit down, like, we'll sit here. We'll look at the river. Swizz looks over. Mate, they've got a big screen of the AFL. Perfect. Could not have timed it better. We go sit there, sitting on these B-mabs, looking up, watching um, Carlton absolutely smash West Coast in that third quarter, grab a couple of drinks, grab a $20, $24 cheeseburger plus 10% tax, yeah. the most expensive cheeseburger I've ever had in my life. It was like $26.50. Mate, I'll, I'll go to. McDonald's and get a whole family feast. You know how I hate overpaying. Um, really good setting. Drop swizz off at the airport with about an hour to spare. Loving life. Yeah, it was good to have you, mate. You should come up more often.
0: Mate, I loved it. and that The wife wasn't so keen about that, but, mate, I loved it. I'll tell you what, as a Victorian, the food... Yeah, and Queensland's not the, not the best. There's a couple like I got absolutely stitched up in one place on Surfers. Um, so but you know, I, I had an absolute awesome time. Got to see some outdoor beach tennis on the Gold Coast too. Some uh, the beach tennis Australian open. That's that Swiss. was fascinating. You when you
1: try and abbreviate the... Surfers Paradise oh, and mate. you call it surface. Oh, surfers. it's, it's yeah. not a bench top, mate. It's called <laughs> mate, it surfers, felt like that,
0: mate. Mate, I'll tell you what. That's what I felt like I was fucking eating. Um, just yeah. No, it was awesome. Like just the random things you come across when you're out and about and just exploring. The you know, what the can two I say? Cities next to each other. So, In yeah.
1: Brisbane, we have no taste. Yeah. Yeah. Bird <laughs> coffee it. and literally smashed to a Slytherine steak sandwich
0: yeah so for anything the listeners are going up like and that's something for the footballers and i think we need to tra- like tag the afl in that the double header weekend i had that early in the year at tasmania and then this weekend with the the two games in queensland you know the if the afl could tee that up a couple more times next year absolutely the greatest weekends
1: yeah, because normally Brisbane playing Gold Coast are away, um, and it's usually tip for tat. So it's yeah, yeah it makes sense. And, and and I quite like if you ever do get up to Gold Coast and go to Metricon, um, try and little quick tip before we finish: if you are booking a twilight game, definitely do not sit on the I think it's the eastern side because the sun will smash you in the face. Now I asked Whizzer; he actually bought tickets in the grandstand, which is shaded from the sun coming from behind. Um, but at a nighttime or a midday, I think it's a sensational venue. I honestly do, and I better get used to it because I think the Gab is going to be under a redevelopment from two thousand and twenty five until two thousand
0: and twenty be at the showgrounds.
1: Yeah, I think they're talking about showgrounds or Metrocon or even going to their Springfield new uh, establishment for while the Gab is redeveloped for the Olympics. So,
0: mate, mate, mate those seats that you're talking about, they were terrible, absolutely awful, worst seats ever. And that, because that's where the Suns decided to celebrate Neil Anderson. <laughs> right in front of me. <laughs> right Literally in of right me. in front of me.
1: Oh, upset.
0: And, and last that shout note. out.
1: Last shout out. No, no. Last <laughs> shout out. How? Yeah. How, well, let's just remind Swiss. We're in the Gabba member section and uh, Swiss is talking about... Uh, No, actually, we're enjoying a nice game of football, and the guy behind us talking about Supercoach football and stuff, so we're liking that. And he's like talking to his mates, like, Oi, boys, how about the Gold Coast Suns yesterday? And I'm elbowing Swizz, like, Swizz, Swizz, listen to this, talking about how Richmond lost. Love it. Um, Last shout-out, Umundi Ginger Beer, Swizz. Now, you're a ginger beer man. I end up giving you a shot of Sailor Jerry's with um, um, Brookvale Union. It's a nice two-standard drink if anyone's ever in for a nice two-standard drink that is smooth. Um, you ginger beer though. You can't really get it anywhere else. It's super expensive. It costs us, I think, $14.60 in the member section for an on tap. Unreal beats Brookvale Union. But I'm pretty sure a carton from you Monday because you kind of have to buy it from the, the brewery. It's very expensive. But what do you reckon?
0: Mate, I love the fact that there was ginger beer on tap. Uh, that was awesome. Like we sit there say, so I don't drink beer. Yeah, I'll drink ginger beer. And I absolutely yeah, it count. loved it, mate. Loved it. That was, uh it, it's beer. probably like our version of CCs on tap down here, but better, much better.
1: Yeah, no, it's good. Your money, junior beer is better than Brookville unit and I like Brookville union. So there you go. Um, look, that's it from us. It's a, a whole range of topics. I thought this would be a 40 minute shit show, but uh Hey, look, it is what it is. It's kind of like a little radio segment. Yeah, if you're playing it's, this it's at work, lot, you get a little bit of comedic value. Oh, I haven't even made any puns today. I must hmm. be losing my touch. Maybe, uh, I don't know, let us know what you think. Let us know about BBL. Let us know if you're interested. Let us know what you want from the end of the season. Let us know if you want us to short us up and just talk about Supercoach or if you like the the shit show, as I called it, and the general footy chat. It's kind of like Swizz and I, the Swizz and Ben show, the BNS, the BS because there's plenty of bullshit to go around. That's it from us. We'll talk to you later. See you guys. Say goodbye, Swizz.
0: Yeah, I see you. Bye. I gave you the wave. What more did you want, no, mate? Yeah.
1: Well, what if they're online? Oh, that's
0: true. That is true. On the line.
1: (laughs) See you later.
0: (laughs) Bye. Bye!